Hey, what's up, everyone? Youth Pastor Toby here. Check me out on Twitter. It's at post, P-O-S-T, Mill, M-I-L-L, Feller, F-E-L-L-E-R, at post, Mill, Feller. Today I want to do a, a rant <laughs> with some scripture, a rant on why women get screwed over. Women are treated like second-class citizens. Women don't get enough respect. Let me start out with scripture, then I'll go into my rant. So in Matthew chapter 22, verse 30, let's start with 35. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Verse 37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. I want to say it one more time. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now we'll look at Ephesians 5 here in a little bit, which to me, that's I immediately think of that. When I read Matthew 22 here, I immediately think of Ephesians 5, but we'll get there. Over 20 years, I have visited many churches. I have B, Church of Christ, Pentecostal, Apostolic, all of them. And let me start with IFB. Not once have I ever heard a preacher do a series on women to build build up their faith, to give them honor and credit where credit's due. I've always have heard, well, women get-togethers, you know. Well, they talk about women's stuff, but I've never had a, never heard a man, an independent Baptist, so went in premillennial cheeseburger-eating Baptist, King James-only Baptist, ever do a true serious, let alone, I've never heard a sermon. Let me throw the Church of Christ in there. Even the Church of Christ, I've never heard a sermon. It's, it's always, it's always this. It's always, if you're going to do a sermon about women, you're going to take someone like Beth Moore, someone like Joyce Meyer, someone like Paula White, and the list can go on. And you, and you, and you want to do this uh, whole, this, this exposing. Let's do a message exposing these charlatans, these frauds, and women that should not be in and that authority, women that sh- should shut their mouth, basically, and keep silent. So we're going to spend Sunday morning going over 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 Timothy 2. And that's the messages I have always heard. Church of Christ and the Independent Baptist Fundamentalist. The cheeseburger eaten 1611 only. Premillennial soul winning churches. And the women will sit there and be like, yes, amen, amen. I've been watching a lot of clips on Twitter, and you'll have men of God (laughs) out of the IFB will take scripture and then go, you want to know something right here? In the scripture I just read, woman's not even mentioned. 
I mean, geez, how 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 many more times are you going to kick somebody? I see it as you're kicking somebody when they're down. Women don't get enough credit. Period. Period. Women. I don't know if you know this, but they they're they're, they're creators, right? They, they they carry they carry a child in the womb for nine months, right? And women clean the house. Women don't have sick days. Women takes care of pretty much everything. What does the man do? Honestly, what does the man do? You don't do crap compared to the woman. I'm going to tell you that right now. You don't do crap. Now, I'm going to start with the, the independent Bible-believing, cheeseburger-eating, 1611 only, premillennial, by God, everyone needs to be saved, Baptists. They get up. Their suit, that you would think Baptists live in suits, by the way. I, 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 part of me thinks they really do. They, they, they go to bed in a suit. They wake up in a suit. You know. But anywho, they wake up. Coffee's done. Breakfast is ready. Their suit is ready, pressed, and ready to roll. Matter of fact, their wardrobe is already laid out for a week. To me, I'm sorry. You're lazy. I'm not saying to the woman. To the woman. I'm talking about to the man. That's lazy, but that's just how it is in IFB, right? Okay, so what are you going to do? So, based on your belly, looks like you eat good, and your cholesterol is high, and your blood pressure is eh, out of whack, you're just going to go and do what? Go to the office, so you can then uh, deal with whatever. Maybe you got some counseling to do. Maybe you got chit chat with deacons. I don't know. Basically, to me, you don't really do anything. All you do is just take some scriptures and give your own biased opinion. And I don't know. It's easy to shoot the breeze. It's easy to just talk from the Bible. It's easy just to ramble on. And it's easy to just do all these things, especially if you've been trained in this and you've got some experience in your belt. This is all easy. Point is, you get up, you go to the you go to the church and you just what just sit there and you just have conversations. You don't do any fiscal work. You just now if you're in a smaller church, maybe you have to take a part-time job. You might have to do that. And so the wife Stays at home, takes care of the house, takes care of the kids, takes care of the bills, takes care of the shopping, takes care of all that. And you come home, and all you did was sit on your butt all day. That's how you got a belly, because you don't work out. You sit on your butt all day, and food's done, everything's done. And you do your little prayer devotion with your kids and, you know, do all this other stuff. And then you, then you end up going to bed. Oh, you got to watch golf. You got to watch some sports and you go to bed. And sex is only when you want it. Not the wife. I see too many fundamentalists out there. Women who 
have their own little blogs talking about they please how they please their man and they should please your man and all this other stuff. Basically, you know, it's all about the man. He hasn't done crap all day, in my opinion, when you compare it to a woman. A woman carries a child for nine months. And a, and a woman, when she dresses nice, she'll be wearing she'll be wearing heels that's not gonna be comfortable for her feet, but it makes her feel good. And she wants and she wants to look good for her husband. A woman takes care of the house. A woman takes care of the kids and teaches the kids. The wife is the first one to get up when a child cries. Right? I'm gonna bring a, a personal story. Back in July of 2014, my cousin Kurt was killed. Um, he was riding his bike on his way home, and a guy in a big truck ran right into him. And it wasn't his fault; it was my cousin Kurt's fault. He was, uh, I think, he was 11 years old at the time. You know, just being a typical speed demon there on his way home. Come back to the birthday, uh, the birthday party, uh, sister's birthday party. She just turned 14 at the time. News got back to um, my cousin and his wife, and they came to the scene. She, she's the one that went up to her son, and she's the one that held her son in her arms and comforted him comforted him her only son they have three three uh, children two girls and and a boy one one preacher who normally doesn't take that road end up took that road and and that following Sunday he did he did a message about what he saw and he said it was as if time stood still and he saw he saw the mother holding her son comforting and being strong for the boy very powerful and as I'm talking here I'm tearing up and I'm a freaking comedian. And I guess you don't expect that out of me, but and this isn't to take any away from her husband, my cousin, and, and and I'm not knocking him. I'm just giving her I'm I'm giving her credit where credit's due. It, it, it's just a, it, was, it was a powerful moment both of them um, went to children's hospital and up all night praying they're they're, they're not Baptists or anything they're just non-denominational they they prayed and prayed and prayed and one of them, and he died the next morning at, get this get this he died the next morning at 9:11 a.m. And his birthday is also 
I just thought that was just interesting synchronicity. That's the term I will use for that. So, so men, why haven't you, pastors, why haven't you, and I'm speaking to the IFB and the Church of Christ, I'll throw you guys in there. Why haven't you have done at least one message? Why is it, why do we always go to 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Thessalonians 2, and this whole John MacArthur thing for all you Calvinists, uh, saying that uh, Beth Moore shouldn't be, you know, preaching all stuff. We get it. We know. We've always heard it. It is what it is. I don't see Beth Moore going to hell. I don't see God being a maniac God who's just, who's going to be, he's so enraged right now that he's just, he's just going to rip a salvation from her and send her to fiery torments. And she probably does more work than most, than most guy preachers. I'll tell you that right now. Because a lot of men don't do their job. That's my point. And so, why this hostility towards women? Hey, where was the where was all the fundamentalists? Where was all those strong Christian men back when women were fighting for the rights to vote? Literally a hundred years ago, in a supposed Christian nation. All I see is women fighting for their own rights, and husbands staying quiet at home. What about and I'll have to add this. What about African Americans fighting for the rights? Where was all the white people at? There was some, there was a little bit, right? But where was all these strong white fundamentalists at, huh? How about Native Americans? It took till like 1979 for them to actually be able to legally and openly worship the way they want to. If you're a minority, everything you do, you, you have to fight hard for it. And don't expect men, white men, white Baptist fundamentalists, white Church of Christ to do anything but sit there and not even offer you thoughts and prayers. Women got off their butts because they're strong and changed, changed everything that they can now be able to uh, to vote. So what more do you want from a, from a woman? When you have sex, where is she mostly at? On her back. Right? How much dominance you want to do? She carries your child. You can't even give her roses. You can't even give her chocolates. Instead, you keep giving her a stupid Schofield Bible. To me, Schofield's irrelevant, and his notes are boring. So let's 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 go over First Corinthians four. Uh, let's go over First Corinthians fourteen. Let's do it a little bit. Let's do a little bit different. I'm not going to go and do it the way other pastors want to do it. They want to abuse their power of authority here. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 
Verse 33, for God is not a God of disorder, but a peace. So this is uh, chapter 14, verse 33. As in all the congregations of the saints, women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission. And the law says, if they want to inquire about something, that they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Sounds like a place, now church is people, right? And then, so it's not the building itself, it's the people, but obviously you meet in a meeting, uh, meet, meet in a building. Um, way this sounds pretty harsh. Women should remain silent. You can look at this and then look at it in a very hardcore way and say, women, shut your mouth. And when you're in church, you're not allowed to say anything. You, you must be in submission to men. And uh, if you want to know anything, you wait till you get home and you talk to your own husband. Because it's disgraceful if you open your mouth in church. Well, that, I mean, that would be the harsh... That's another harsh way of saying it, but it's already harsh looking at it how it is. And this is the NIV. Verse 36, did the word of God originate from you? Oh, are we going to go there? Or are you the only people it has reached? It goes on and on and on. Now, let me go over to First Timothy here. And here's another one they love to go to. So you go through the whole, you know, dress modestly and decency and don't wear gold and expensive stuff, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to verse 11. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or have authority over a man. That's not your job. You just need to be quiet and shut up and be sub sub submissive, right? I'm saying this in the most extreme case, just to just to get you to get you to think. But we'll look at it differently here in a second. Okay? She must be silent, for Adam was first formed, first then Eve, and Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived, and it became it became a sinner. But he was deceived, though. Are you basically it's saying she was deceived first? Since she was deceived first, then she's the bad one. But Adam went with it because they all got judgments, even the snake, right? But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. Propriety, propriety. All right. So we look at this. And I'll give you, well, let me, let me tell you what a lot of Pentecostals told me. When they defend this, they say, well, that was the culture of the time, Derek. Toby, whatever your name is, Marcus, Joe, Toby, right? They always screw up my name. I've used different names. But those, seriously, I, I've always heard um, culture of the time. Well, it must have been a long culture because it's talking about Adam and Eve. So thousands and thousands of years apparently what so if it was the culture of the time and it's in the bible it, it sounds like more of a command and not just oh this is just the culture of the time because things are different now and if you want to interpret it as, as it was a culture back then and now it's okay now it's like saying if slavery was okay at one time and now it's not okay 
it, it's kind of a paradox. So think about how the churches evolved. We think we thought things were sin here, but now it's not sin no more. So is God confused or are we confused? What's going on here? If it was a culture at the time and now you're letting women teach. So when did God say it was okay? It just doesn't make sense. And I think it's a stupid excuse and, and, and stupid logic. By the way. But let me look at it differently. Women, why would you want the role of being a pastor anyways? You already kick butt at what you do. You're a great mother. You're a great wife. You're smart. You're funny. You're intelligent. You have better bodies than men. <laughs> and you look and, and, and you can rock you can rock hills like no other, and I can't think of a man who can rock some hills, especially in an independent Baptist fundamentalist movement. You carry a child. You're the first one up, last one to go to bed. You pay attention to detail. You know. I worked in the nursing field and the developmental disability field. And guess what? Vast majority are women. Where's the men at? Where are they at? And I'm so, and, and, I, and I always tell a nurse, thank you for being a nurse. Thank you for, thank you. You really show men up each and every day. Men need to take notes from you. So, I say, look at all this. Okay, they're, they're, you know, men can't have babies, women can. Okay, that's just how it is, right? Um, men can do certain things, women can't, and vice versa. Maybe it's one of those positions the way I look. Let let the man have it. Maybe there's a reason, like women. I mean, in this case, it says because you know, hey, Eve sinned, but. Come on, there's got to be more than that, right? You're, women are not stupid. Right? There has to be something more than that. So, men, you have the wonderful responsibility to be the head pastor. Be the pastor of the church and teach everyone. Women have enough on their plate so that they don't need it. So, God gives you a little bit, and that little bit is to be a pastor. And I say a little bit because compared to a woman, that ain't crap. You do realize a woman who has five, six, seven children and can handle her emotions and is a good wife and runs that house like no other? To them... You, you got to understand they they do what you do already and on top of that if they get with other mothers and they have kids it could be three mothers with uh, 20 kids right well if you look at, at church a lot of them will have um, nurseries and are running so they already they already do it they can do your job technically and better. So you just got a little bit of responsibility there compared to a woman. And you're blowing it. 
You're blowing it bad. You're blowing it. And on top of that, you're blowing it so bad. Atheist looks good. Atheism looks good. Agnosticism looks good. Here's what you're also forgetting. Let's go to Ephesians. Chapter 5. And I really want you to get this. And I'm not even going to read 22 through 24. I'm going to go right down to verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You're not giving up anything by being a lazy Baptist that doesn't do stuff but just get in his car and drives and meet a deacon. And all you do is sit in your office all day acting like you're important, all right? To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, he who loves his wife loves himself. So if you truly love yourself and you're and you're one with your wife, she should be right up there with you. You know, it blew, it blew it blew people's mind when I went to an independent Baptist fundamentalist church years ago. I think it's 2013. 2014 and they were having a 4th of July cookout and I sat there and I was laughing to myself because the pastor goes okay we're going to have an event you know at, around this time close to the 4th of July and the men will be playing, shooting arrows and doing men things and the women will be doing something, something, something. but when it comes for the food uh, contact Mrs. So-and-so. But he said it like, for, for ladies, for the food, contact Mrs. So-and-so. So I ended up uh, raising my hand. I said, well, what about me? I love to cook. And I can cook better than most women. And, and that's a fact now. <laughs> See, with me, I like to cook. I like to clean. I like to stay organized. I like to do chores. I don't need my suit and I don't wear a suit. I don't need my clothes picked out. Never have, never will. I don't need all these things. You take away a, a Baptist woman, what do you have? A man that's going to eat McDonald's all the time. He don't know how to cook. Same thing goes with some of the Catholics I'm related to. When their wife dies before them, they, they my, for example, my step-grandfather, his wife is in a nursing home, been in a nursing home for about 10 years now, and uh, he had to learn to cook. My stepmom helped him as much as he could, and I even helped him. I even, I even taught him how to make jambalaya. You're welcome. 
So, after all, so, here's the thing. You love yourself. Christ died for the church. Where's the love? If you're not showing it, then what good are you? My whole point is, showing it is not just, oh, I pray for, and oh, um, and you do devotions with her, and you might give her a kiss on the cheek once in a while. No, love is you you get in there, you get right in there with her. She's washing dishes, you 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 wash dishes. Matter of fact, why don't you wake up, get your own clothes, wash those dishes, make your own coffee, and make her breakfast. Name me one Baptist preacher you know right now that has done that. I'm talking about consistently, not consistently and consistent. Or some of you Calvinist preachers out there. Act like your poop doesn't stink. When's the last time you woke up? And mind you, a lot of you guys brag about this. Goes to a lot of Christians out there brag about. Oh, I get up at four in the morning and I pray and I seek God and I read all this, read, read all these scriptures and blah 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 blah. And then, but then your wife is up doing all the chores, getting ready. So when you're out of your little prayer closet and your Bible study that you've been having by yourself, you come out and everything's done for you. How about you get off your butt, clean the house? Why don't you get off your butt and make some good dinner and make a breakfast and buy your wife roses and actually tell her how much you appreciate her? Not just once in a blue moon, not just on Sweetest Day, not on Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. I'm talking about consistent. It doesn't have to be all the time. You don't want to smother them too much. You'd be like, okay, you're a little clingy, right? But you can't even do that. And you'll brag to your friends, oh, I'll go to her school for Bible for Mother's Day. Again? 900, her 900th Bible? After all, no one has ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. So... Have you fed your wife today? Spiritually, physically, mentally, sexually, all that. Have you pleased her? How about, instead of uh, having these stupid articles about pleasing your husband, how about, men, you start writing articles how to please your wife? Stop treating her like a, a $2 whore. Or stop doing this wham-bam thank you, ma'am, and all you want to do is uh, having all you want to do is have sex for procreation purposes. How stupid is that? Women need affection and attention and love and snuggles and, and all that stuff. But no, you don't want to hold hands. You don't want to cuddle. You don't want to do all this because you're a man. And I think it's bullcrap. You should be addicted to her like I'm addicted to decaf coffee. And I'm serious. I do drink decaf coffee and I stopped drinking caffeine last May because it messed with my chest and I just like you know. But I love coffee. I love the case, the taste of coffee. Skip down here in verse 33. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife and the wife must respect her husband. The whole love and respect thing is difficult. It's it's men are encouraged to love their wives. And then interestingly it says for wives to respect their husbands. It's hard to respect women's toughest challenge is it's 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 hard for women women to respect a man 
and isn't it weird that it's hard for a man to love a woman truly now let me talk about this now what i'm gonna say is not original but think about this women you already know how to love you already know you have children you're the first one up last one to go to bed you you you're natural lovers i worked in the nursing field nurses y'all women nurses <laughs> y'all y'all you guys are naturals you show up men every time and there's hardly any men in the nursing field and in, in the developmental disability field and a lot of the men that are in there are gay and uh, they show more passion than straight straight evangelicals and baptist fundamentalists so all the nurses are doing the hard work and here comes here comes the preacher mr ifb want to save souls all he's got to do is get from his car walk in and just talk to people about the lord nurses they're saving lives doctors are saving lives and dealing with bodily fluids dealing with blood dealing with all this right i had to clean up i had a i used to be a cna certified nursing assistant and i had to clean up all sorts of stuff and paid attention to the details because if I'm wrong about any, any of my evaluations, that could cause ramifications. Working the doubles. Yeah, a lot of women. women I, I have a friend right now. She's a, she's a LPN, going to be a registered nurse, working 16 hours right now as we speak. Comes home, and, sh and, she still has, and she's single, but she has to come home and uh, take care of the house. She has a, a son. She's got to deal with, you know, homework, deal with whatever. She... 16 hour days. Sleep for a little bit and then she's got to do it all over again. What did you do, Mr. Baptist Fundamentalist? Ate a good breakfast at Golden Corral and hung out deacons all day. So, women, y'all natural lovers. So God doesn't have to tell you. You already know. Respect will be the most difficult thing for you to do. And that's understandable. Likewise, husbands, you need to learn to love. Why? I just told you an illustration. Where y'all, where are y'all at? In the nursing field. In the developmental disability field. Y'all have the stupid notion that, and I'm speaking of IFB here. Y'all think that, oh, I need to be a preacher. And I need to marry a preacher daughter. And the woman's like, oh, I need to marry a pre uh, preacher son, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like we need another Baptist fundamentalist preacher. Another one. There's a town where I'm from, or a little village I'm from. In a three-mile radius, there's three independent Baptist fundamentalist churches. Why? I don't know. The same thing goes for a lot of churches out there. I don't know why there's so many churches. And the mall where I currently live, um, in the town I live, we have a mall. And as you know, a lot of malls are just kind of going down the drain business-wise. There are literally two churches in that mall now. They rent space on Sundays, and they're right across from each other. Two different denominations. Let me I take that back. Two different non-denominations. <laughs> How stupid. Everybody wants to be a preacher. Everybody wants to be a leader. Everybody thinks they're anointed. Everybody thinks they're called. And so they, 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 they start up their own church, non-denominational. 
and they're popping out everywhere. Why? Everybody wants to be a leader. But so here's the thing. You just want to hear yourself talk because you're going to have about seven to 20 people listening to you instead of joining a church that's doing good things, doing a lot that needs your support, that needs your help. But you want to just, I don't know, make things thin. You just want to hear yourself talk. So no, I'm not impressed with all these churches popping up out of nowhere. Once you get in a good church, there's you can be vital. So ego is a big thing. Ego. And the Buddhists are better than you when it comes to ego. And there's too many pastors in their pulpit that are that are just title only because they they're not that good. They're novices. Atheists tear them up. They're not good husbands. They're control freaks, narcissistic, and the list can go on. So, I hope this encourages you all to step it up. And I don't care if you're Presbyterian. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're not even saved. And you're, if you're married, step it up. If you're IFB or you're in some control freak denomination, look at yourself. Are you truly giving your wife what she needs? Because what I'm seeing is, is two bodies living in a house acting like roommates, pretending to be happy. Pretending that things are all well. So I look at this. If you if if you can't even fix your own home, you have no busy preaching in churches, and if you're not fully dedicated to your wife, where you actually make it your day to make sure she's pleased, she's taken care of. That you actually have a working relationship. Communication's good. Everything's good. Not that you just pass all the responsibilities to her because you take some scripture and you just want to do this whole black and white thing and, okay, she does this and I do this. We're, look, we're serving God, honey. No, you just got nothing but a puppet. You just got a puppet. That's it. A lot of you don't have real marriages. You have puppets. You guys are just roommates underneath a, um, with a roof over your head. And you ju you're just married to a puppet. Those independent Baptist fundamentalist women, I'm, he I'm here to say, you younger ones, you're nothing but, you're groomed to be a puppet. Let's cut to the chase. You're going to find a man. He's going to take care of you. You're going to pop out babies. You're going to take care of the house. You're going to believe everything he says. You're not going to have a real opinion. And you're just going to be on her authority. And then you die. And you go to heaven. According to your presuppositions. Right? So what type of life is that? God sent his only begotten son, right? To die so he could be reduced down to an independent by believing cheeseburger eating 1611 only. Soul winning King James Baptist fundamentalist. Or some egotistic Calvinistic preacher who's a control freak and a best-selling author 
You're telling me Jesus Christ died for you so it can be reduced down to what America thinks and what the West thinks? What about what the East thinks? What about the missionaries in other countries? Why do why are we so conceited and so egotistic to think that Jesus Christ died on the cross so he can he's really excited so he that he can watch you on Twitter debate about Beth Moore, or Joyce Meyer, and this person, that person? You guys can't even handle atheists correctly. And you've got the world pointing at you going, look at your inconsistencies. You're proving there is no God. You're listen. It took till the 20th century for women to finally vote in a so-called Christian nation. It took African Americans to 1965 in this so-called Christian nation. Native Americans uh, to worship how they want to in a so-called Christian nation. And in Europe, <laughs> Vikings fell because of what? Treaties? Forced conversions? When did the kingdom actually excel? Do you see where the world is coming from when I see how the Christians come over here, whether you call yourself Catholics, whether you call yourself Presbyterians, whatever, come over here and judge the natives harshly, tell them to cut their hair, put them in a prayer town, segregation. And then all of a sudden in the 21st century, oh, no, we're, you know, no, no, we get it. So the evolution take a while for you. You complain about how, how evolution's wrong, but, you know, when it comes to the church, it seems like God's slowly evolving. Because the church, what it is today, isn't what it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, and let's go back. You keep changing changing it and changing it, and you have ignorant independent Baptist fundamentalists who actually think John the Baptist was an independent Baptist fundamentalist. <laughs> or the people of the Bible where, yeah, they, yeah, they, I always joke and say, hey, praise the Lord that the first century Christians were out there preaching from that good old 1611. Now, that doesn't make sense, but that's how the narrative is. And y'all's buy it. So my encouragement is that I don't think differently. Think for yourselves for one, instead of just buying into this BS traditions. Look at the Bible. And, you know, okay, women, according to this Bible, it says women, basically, if you want to be technical, women shouldn't even say nothing in churches, the way it sounds. Like, they should just shut up. But I'll go with the interpretation they shouldn't preach and they shouldn't be uh, head of the church. Okay. They already have enough responsibility. They can do your job and some. Honestly, she shouldn't have it because then what is the man going to do? Nothing. Because she does all the work already. You ever thought about, I don't know, that could be it. She already does enough already. And he just gives you a little bit to do. Is to preach. Don't act like your job's hard, pastors. I'm sorry, it's not. You make it hard because of your approach. I know a lot of pastors agree with me. I'm here to say, listen, it's easy. You went to college for it. Boom. You know, the Bible, put some notes together and preach. You deal with problems. Sometimes it's going to be difficult. Absolutely. But it's your approach. Handle, be a good stoic here and handle your business. But a lot of pre pre preachers I see, they preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night if you're an independent Baptist fundamentalist. And they, they do this crap top of their head. Church of Christ, they know that they don't, they just know it. They don't sit here and make excuses. Oh, you know, we had tons of time to study, and I and I need all this study to do, and I don't and I have to neglect everything. 
Now, some do, but the people, how can I put it this way? I've met Church of Christ people that they study and they retain it. They're sponges. But there's, but there are obviously preachers, a lot of preachers and all business that will just be like, we'll make the excuse. Well, all I got to do is preparation and then I'm a pastor and I got all this stuff to do. No, you need, you need to know how to, to, first off, you need to approach a situation, situation, right? You know, you need to do better note taking. You need to do better study time. You need to consolidate, con- condense, and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying your, your your job can't be difficult. What I'm saying is, it ain't crap compared to what a woman does. She's got to think on her feet. You have all this time, right? And you act, and you act like, oh, I got all this stuff to do. Sometimes it's going to be difficult. Uh, you might have to deal with death. You might have to deal with. You, you kind of have to be a psychologist, a preacher, a doctor, a, everything mixed into one. But if you do your job well, you know what to do. You don't look at it as all oh, this was difficult. Once again, Buddhists outwork you in that. It is what it is. You deal with it problem is a lot of Christians don't know how to deal with stuff. They want to, ex- they want to externalize everything, pass the buck and say, Oh, Satan's after me this week. No, he's not. You just need to know how to suck it up. Buttercup, look at reality for what it is and make the important, um, important decisions. Okay. You've got two or three choices. You pick one, you go. If you're stressing yourself out, it's because you're stressing yourself out. You're letting the circumstance get to you. You deal with how it comes. You're not Superman. All right. So I don't want to hear any BS excuses. How being a pastor is oh so hard, difficult. Then get out because I don't want to hear it. Be a good stoic. I don't see Marcus really as talking about oh how hard, difficult this is. It is what it is. He makes. <laughs> I can look up anybody. Was this difficult things arise? Yes, but they handle it. Handle, handle your business instead of whining about it. But I can go on and on. I know I'm kind of rambling here. I'll save some of the stuff for another broadcast. But the broadcast is, if you actually made it this far, awesome. I um, hope you share it, retweet it out, and all that stuff. So uh, until next time.